Welcome. Thank you for listening to Spiritual Living with author and teacher Francois Feinberg. May the message you're about to hear earnestly touch your heart and may it encourage you in your ongoing love of God the Father, your enjoyment of the Lord Jesus Christ, and your fellowship in both the Holy Spirit and the body of Christ. If you are a believer in the Lord Jesus Christ, then surely you've experienced the Holy Spirit witness deep into the core of your being, his acceptance, his love, his freedom, and that sense that you are an overcomer. As Paul would say in Romans 8, actually you're more than an overcomer. You're victorious because of your association with Jesus Christ. It's not that you really are invincible, untouchable. It's that Christ is the authoritative figure, the one of dominion and power and might. As the book of Revelation would honor him, all glory, all honor, all power, all might, all authority, all strength belongs to the Lamb of God. But yeah, you are grafted into him. And by His Spirit, He is grafted into you. So because of association, because of His indwelling and your indwelling into Him, because the two have become one, you can draw from His authority, from His dominion, from His victory. After all, the only person that has ever overcome anything against the devil is our Lord Jesus Christ. In fact, he rose from the dead and has power over him who who has the, the might of death. And so you and I in and of ourselves, we are rather weak and if you will, useless. But because I'm born of the Spirit of God and because I'm one with Jesus Christ, his conquering, victorious, nature comes into me and as a result because of my acquaintance with him because of that organic indwelling that mutual indwelling he and me and i and him together we can live the actual life of dominion on this earth that god intended for adam to live in the beginning if you're born of the spirit of god then there should be an ache in you for an overcoming life. You should have a desire to be the head and not the tail, to be above and not beneath, to live free and not condemned and experience the blessing of God versus that of curse. It just so happens that many of us as believers, we we don't feel like we are in the authority of God. We look at our lives and we feel like, man, I should take some authority over this. And how do I get this authority? Maybe I should study for it. Maybe I go to a school. Maybe I should just be more confident in my personality. Maybe I should fast longer, pray longer. And so many of us, we go on this journey to to reconstitute ourselves with the authority of God. I got to know the word of God. I got to learn how to pray. Maybe I should pray for the peace of Jerusalem. Maybe I should learn to speak in tongues. Maybe I should learn to prophesy. And even though all of these things are so beautiful and so good, it seems that for all the many things that we chase to gain this overcoming, to become these victorious, authoritative people of spiritual dominion, 
it seems as though we just never get there. Today I want to begin a series of messages to encourage you in this issue of spiritual authority. And most folk would start to know the works of the devil first. If I want to have authority in this life, and I want to stop curses and sicknesses and diseases, and I want to come into blessing and let's say prosperity, most folk begin with an in-depth study on the works of the devil and the nature of the devil and how do I combat all of this? Beloved, that is not how you are constituted in the authority of Christ. That's not how you're going to live the victorious, overcoming Christian life. Today, I want to bring this to your attention. On the one hand, it is the will of God for you to live an overcoming life. And through the death of the Messiah, Jesus, our Lord and Christ, that victorious overcoming life has been made available to you in the Holy Spirit. So that's a fact, and I'm going to reiterate that for just a few minutes today. But the second point that I want to make is crucial. To begin this journey knowing who we are in God and the authority God has given us to live on this planet necessitates not the studying of the devil himself, but an abiding union with Jesus Christ. And that is the punchline of the second point I want to make today. If you look to the Lord and focus on that relationship, that indwelling, that supply, the nature of God in Christ, in spirit that's within you, if you focus on the Lord in you, that is quintessentially all that you need for life and godliness and the overcoming life of dominion and authority that we all so desperately crave. So pay careful attention to the point that I make later on in this message. You've got to host the indwelling Lord. Otherwise, you cannot rule and reign in life. My burden is to speak to you about spiritual authority. It is not enough to just be saved and have your sins forgiven. God has purposefully left you on planet Earth. And until He comes for you, and until you breathe your last, God needs you on this planet. And so He's left you here. He's saved you. He's come to live within your skin. And now the question becomes, since I'm stuck on planet Earth, what now? Well, in a nutshell, you are here to bear the Lord's testimony and to be a living example of the Lord's extravagant grace. 
God is leaving you on this planet to use your life as a display for His mercy. Can you follow with me? So until you breathe your last at whatever age that is, Father God, through the indwelling Lord Jesus in spirit, will be working in you to conform you to His image. Not only does He forgive your sin, but He is working in you something positive. Sin is on the negative side, and He has cleared that record. All your rebellion, all your iniquity, that's been dealt with on the negative side. On the positive side of salvation, God is at work. God is at work. And what is He doing? He is making you His representation. He's making you His ambassador. And He's making you, in my vernacular, His testimony. So much so that when people look at your life and they observe and they walk with you, somehow your life needs to speak for God. In other words, you now belong to the Lord, and God is working in you His testimony. His testimony of kindness, of His extravagant love, His testimony of faithfulness in your life. But saints, I want to add one more thing. God is using you to become an authority figure wherever He has placed you on planet Earth, be ye in Africa or in Europe or in, let's say, Australia or here in the Americas, wherever you are, it is your Lord's intention that you would be a reflection not only of His image and His likeness, and that you would bear his testimony, but also that you would be an authority figure. That is, that the kingdom of God through your life would find an expression. God didn't just leave you here to stick it out until he comes for us. He left you here in partnership with him to gain ground, that is, to um, dispense His aroma, His person, His character, and His nature, wherever you are, that you would be like a, a candle that emits not only light, but that fragrance that comes, so that the whole atmosphere, wherever you are, is changed because of your presence. And God has given you spiritual authority because there is an enemy still present in this world. And you live behind enemy lines, as we would say. So there is every attempt on your life, even in Christ, or maybe all the more in Christ, to extinguish and to diminish and again to snuff out completely the testimony of God in your life. And that's why so many of us, we were saved at such and such an age, but 10 years later, we still have no testimony. There is People look at us, but there is no uh, hook in my life they can hang a hat on and say, wow, because of this person, I can see the hand of God, the work of God, the mercy of God. Why? Because we see salvation only as a ticket to heaven, and in the meantime, life stinks. 
and I just kind of like crawl through this life and struggle through this life. But God has an agenda with you guys. And it's to work in you authority so that wherever you are, in whatever obstacle, whatever environment, you can affect change. Amen. You can have spiritual influence and you cannot have influence when you're a victim. Then you are influenced. A victim is somebody that is acted upon. But the son and daughter of God, God wants to make you an overcomer so that you act on life and you effect change in whatever environment, whatever difficulty, whether it be favorable or unfavorable, whatever circumstance, that you would have influence. And even if you were to die in that circumstance, be nailed to a cross or tied on to a burn pile, somehow the testimony of God would overcome in that circumstance. Now, beloved, you cannot grow in spiritual authority over the next year or over the next two years or over the next decade. You will stay exactly the same in spiritual authority as you are today if you are not learning to live by Jesus Christ. Jesus Himself, by the Holy Spirit who indwells you, is the secret to spiritual authority. Because there has never been in the natural a man that could withstand Satan, or his schemes, or his lies. Man has never had a chance against that spiritual being. You're a biological being. You're human. Satan is a spirit being. He's angelic. And flesh cannot stand against the spirit being. Is everybody with me? Mm -hmm. That spiritual being, Satan, will always trump humanity. Always. You, you don't stand a chance. But here's uh, the, the, the upside of things. Your humanity has become the temple of the Holy Spirit. And Jesus Christ, through His life-giving Spirit, has come to dwell inside of you. And now He's gaining lordship inside of you. You are just a tent, the vehicle carrying Almighty God around. And Almighty God trumps Satan. That is, greater is He who is in you than he who is in the world. That is, you and I will never have spiritual authority apart from the one who has spiritual authority. So don't hear me say that spiritual authority is something that you study for. It's a degree and a plaque on a wall. It's a conference or it's a kind of a mindset. Spiritual authority can only come if Christ Jesus who is the authority of all authorities. We call Him King of kings and Lord of lords. He's the only one that can trump the enemy of God. Now, God 
in his economy, somehow has determined that your body is to remain. Your flesh is to remain behind enemy lines. And Satan is buffeting your flesh. Satan's coming after your destiny. Satan's coming after your mind. There is an onslaught. But fear not. Greater is he who is in you. That is, who is that person? Jesus Christ. So, if you want to grow in spiritual authority and change over the next year, and affect change over the next year, little bit by little bit, you want to spread the aroma of Almighty God into this earth, into the realm that God has placed you, then you've got to learn to abide in a living relationship with your Lord. Theology is going to count for nothing. Education, years in the church and in Bible studies, it will count for nothing. We see all day long, those of us who are in church, we've been in it for decades. You've been in it for decades. You know the Bible forwards and backwards, but you have zero influence. Why is that? Because the Lord is not alive in you. I've been showing you the story of the farmer in South Africa, Angus Bachan. And what impresses me most is that the farmer has no degree in divinity, no education, no natural wisdom. The only secret weapon to this man that has affected countless of lives, not only in our country, but in the continent of Africa and now globally, is that the man remains living in God. The life is the power that generates the authority. And again, we have seen folk, even consider your own life. You've been walking with Jesus for a year, two years, maybe five. Just how much spiritual authority do you have when you come into the room? Before we get into a few things this hour, I recall vividly working in a restaurant in South Africa. And there was a man by the name of Hans. He was no more than 23, 24, at the highest level, I would say 25 years old. He was every bit your age. He didn't have a loud voice. He had no charisma. But there was an air about this man that as a teenager, it unnerved me. He had a living, abiding union with his Lord. I remember so vividly, Hans would just walk through the restaurant doing his duties. And guys, I sat there at my table smoking and cussing and drinking what you saw on the movie. That's our culture. Our whole culture revolves around bravado and pride and arrogance and drinking and loose living. And the restaurant is the place for loose living. And so, yeah, that's just what I did. So it's midnight. We have done uh, our duties for the night. So we're all sitting around the table smoking, just a teenager. And Hans would just walk by. Hey, guys, how y'all doing? Or maybe just walk by. And, and I was so just amazed at the aura around the man. 
you would call it glory. There was substance to the man's being. There was an eerie authority that exuded from the man, and yet he wasn't preaching. And I would just, I felt so in his presence, just, I don't want to smoke. I was convicted. So you don't have to be 50 years old to be a person of spiritual authority. You can be in your mid-twenties and walking with your Lord in an intimate, life-giving way, and you just live. You pull up your chest, and you just walk through the restaurants of your life. And I'm telling you, there's Francoise out there that's paying attention. And that's what I'm getting after in this uh, series of messages on spiritual authority. Adam was supposed to have this in the beginning of the Garden of Eden. God made him in his image. But then God entrusted authority to him, and he said, over all the birds of the air, over every creeping thing on the earth, cattle, beast, you name it, and over everything in the, in, in the waters, man is to be the one who acts on life. Life should not act on the man. Man is to be the one, in a way, in charge. The planet is not in charge. And Adam, of course, forfeited it. And now, what is the gospel? The gospel, on the one hand, is to have your sins forgiven. Thank you, Jesus. The gospel, on the other hand, is to restore the image and likeness of Almighty God in the face of Jesus Christ upon you. That's the gospel. If you recall in number six, as the priest lifted up his hands over the nation and blessing the nation, he would say a little something like this. He said, May the Lord bless you and keep you. And may the Lord make His face to shine. That's been in God's mind and heart ever since day one, is that God's face and your face would be one shining, one image. And the priest would bless the nation. Why? That's still the heartbeat of God. And Paul would say in 2 Corinthians 3 verse 18, you are being conformed from glory to glory into the same image. Jesus Christ is the priest today who is still having outstretched arms over your life and say, may the Lord bless you. And then here's the blessing of the Lord. May He make His face to shine upon you. Then the priest would go on, he would say, May the Lord lift up His countenance upon you. Israel, your face and your living should be the countenance of God. And today, Jesus the high priest, with outstretched arms, I believe, is still blessing you still asking the Lord's face to shine upon you, and still asking God's countenance, that is His likeness, to be lifted up on your life. Not your culture's countenance, not depression's countenance, not failure's countenance, not the countenance of guilt and shame and inferiority and sin, the countenance of God. Can you all follow with me? I am beginning to sort of get the idea that God wants your life in conjunction with His Spirit, with His glory, to be mingled, to be meshed, so that 
you have one life and one living. And in addition to that, God in the New Testament also wants to grow spiritual authority within you. Spiritual authority that Adam lacked when he was tempted of the devil. And he should have spoken to the devil and said, not so fast. And yet he failed. And so what is Jesus doing? He is restoring boldness in you and I, courage in you and I, bravery in you and I. In a nutshell, spiritual authority. Romans chapter 5, verse 17. Paul writes in Romans 5, 17, he says, For if by the offense of the one, death reigned through the one, much more those who receive the abundance of grace and the free gift of righteousness will reign in life. And there's two words there, reigning in death or reigning in life. And guys, there is the secret. There is the whole secret to the Christian life, is that you reign in the life of God, not reigning in the knowledge of God. Some of you think, if I could only get more Bible knowledge, then I'll be an authority figure. Not true. The Pharisee had more biblical knowledge, the scribe even all the more. They had the Bible memorized forwards and backwards and some, and yet they had no spiritual authority. And here comes Jesus, and they said to him, where did you get this authority? Who endowed this authority? Because he didn't speak to them as one of the scribes who just quoted intellectual stuff, theoretical stuff. Why? Jesus had a living with his Father. And Paul says here, God wants life to reign in you. So what will really be the authority through a Christian? Not intellect. Not the tree of the knowledge of what is good and evil. Not discipline. Not your personality. Not talent. Not hierarchical accomplishments. But what will make you a person that reigns in this life? Is the life of God Himself. That's why we started our time together at the school regarding the tree of life. That's where we camped out. Remember how we spoke about that? That tree of life was just God Himself. Just God Himself is what Adam needed. Again, Adam had the potential of image and the potential of authority and the potential of fruit. But the power would be in the tree of life. And so I see Christians today, oh my goodness, we do everything to try to be overcomers. We think it's in the latest book, it's in the latest ministry, it's in the latest church, it's in the latest conference, it's in the latest fad, the latest... I marvel. For all the latest greatest out there, show me the person that just affects his immediate environment for all that amount of latest greatest.
Can I challenge each one here today? There is nothing from this world that can give you spiritual authority. If you want to have spiritual authority, it will only have to come when you live in God. So yeah, death reigns or life can reign in a person. And notice your rhythm with your Lord. Is your rhythm with God sporadic, intermittent, a little here, a little there, a morning here, a church service there, a conference here, a camp here, a mountaintop there? If you've got an intermittent walk with God and not a living walk with God, a life walk with God, saints, you're not going to have spiritual authority. You got to get to that place where Monday you're just as alive in God as Tuesday, just as alive in God as Wednesday, just as alive in God as Thursday, just as alive as Friday. Come on, saints. One of the things that the cross did, few folk know this, is he did away with days. The cross gave you one life. It didn't give you days. One day more holier than the next. God didn't die so that you could have occasions or events with Him. He died so that you could have life with Him. Come on. When you embrace that thought and you begin to say, I am a temple of the Holy Spirit and He lives in me. He doesn't visit. Guys, we don't have visiting hours with God. We live and move and have our being in God. This is the gospel. God in me, Christ in me, the Spirit in me, permanently, ongoingly, uninterruptedly. Is there such a word? (laughs) I think you know what I'm saying. So, beloved, I want to challenge you. God has left you on this planet to use you and to make a public display through your life of the extravagant riches of the grace of God. And if you are not in a living, abiding union with Him, you will not bear fruit. If Christ is not Lord within you, but He's just your buddy old pal, or He's just a man upstairs, or He's just an occasional visitor, guys, you will not have the influence. Life will act on you. And before you know it, you are the victim instead of the victor. And life swings you left when Almighty God wants to take you right. I see Christians who are only, how do you say, reacting to this life instead of acting on this life. I see Christians how the life current sweeps you up and takes you to places you don't want to go and makes you a person you don't want to be. All the while we're victims being swept up in a mudslide. And there's a better way to live. And it's a life of authority.